Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. I've got a confession to make before we lead into today's show. Oh, really? I do. Normally, before a show, I do a fair bit of research into who we're talking to (laughs) and what we're going to talk about. But today, I've done none and I was blindsided. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I was absolutely blown away. Well, I... I mean, I did sort of drop you in it because um, often doing these podcasts, it's hard to keep it natural and conversational Agreed. when we've chatted to a guest and we've researched them and they've got an idea of the questions that we're going to ask. And, you know, we try as much as possible not to do that. Mm. Um, some people freak out when they don't know what we're going <laughs> to ask them on the show. Maybe they don't trust us or something. Mm. Um, we've got to check in history. But I'll be honest as well, today's guest was was fairly spontaneous and unplanned mm. i i literally uh so i do a bit of um hiking and overnight hiking as, as some of you might know and um i'm in a couple of hiking groups on facebook and i saw today's guest actually posting on there um about food prep and dehydrators and all that sort of stuff and so i just commented about you know what i've done with dehydrating meals and stuff and um you know we had like two or three comments discussion about different foods and how it works and i saw that she was doing this thing called a walk of wonders Mm. and i thought i wonder what that's all about and i saw a few other people comment on it and i went and had a look and um figured out that she's doing this thousand k solo hike uh, down on the southern coast of Western Australia. Where there are snakes. <laughs> You're really fixated on that, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, and that not only that, which, you know, that in itself is, is pretty impressive, um, but she's decided to do it to raise awareness and funds for mental health. Which is phenomenal. But let's not forget the real clinch point here. Our guest today isn't even from Australia. No. So she's she's French. She's been traveling in Australia and New Zealand for the last three years, I think she said in the mm-hmm, interview. Mm-hmm. She's a 29-year-old woman, mm. single, and she's going to walk solo a thousand Ks. With a 20-kilo pack. Yeah. It's, I'm she's just had to blown organize away. all of her own food drops, mm. you know, water resupply, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. And I guess, you know, um, even more amazing than that, and she talks about it in the interview, is, is her own experience with mental health and and you know i guess how that's affected her and touched her life as well from a very young age and and sadly even more recently Mm. um here in australia so uh so yeah this is one of those like out of nowhere interviews um we've literally slotted this into our uh our publishing schedule um because of the timing of when um sophie starts her walk so uh, have a listen to this uh episode She's, she speaks from the heart, um, mm, got a f- fantastic message and doesn't appear to be as worried about snakes as you are, Coxie. <laughs> <laughs> but after you've listened to the episode, we really want to know what you think. Mm. If you could, if these are the kind of guests that you want us to be talking to, because I'd love to do some more of these kind of off-the-cuff, inspirational-type podcasts, not always just about business, because we all need a bit of a kick in the bum to do things better sometimes. And this, this is one of those, I've got to say. But please, drop by the group, Traders in Business, Facebook group. 
drop us a line. There'll be a link to this show in there, so you'll find it. If you can just drop a comment on there and let us know, is this the kind of thing that you're looking for from us? Do you prefer it when we do the more educational episodes? What is it that you'd like to hear? Mm. And, uh, yeah, um, stick around till the end of this one. We give you all the links to uh, actually get on board and support Sophie in her walk and uh, and also to support uh, the fantastic organisation that is Headspace. So, enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Tradies and Business, the podcast. G'day, listeners. How are we? I'm good. We've got an interesting guest today. We've got a lady called Sophie. And Sophie, can you tell us who you are and why we're talking to you today? Because <laughs> Coxie's got no know. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. So, I'm Sophie. I'm from France. Um, I've been traveling in New Zealand and Australia for three years. And I'm talking to you because you found one of my posts on Facebook about my new project called The Walk of Wonders. Wonderful. Well, tell Sophie, tell us a bit about what is the Walk of Wonders? So this is um, a project I started two months ago and it's about um, hiking a thousand kilometers between Kalamanda, uh, sorry, between Albany to Kalamanda in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it raising funds and awareness for mental health. Fantastic. So, so this is the, sorry, Coxie, this is the <laughs> Bibbleman Trail, isn't it? Exactly, the Biberman Track in Western Australia. Okay. Yeah. And for anybody uh, who is a, a hiker, they probably know the name of the Biberman Track. Um, um, I found that it's not that, uh, like, it's renowned in Australia, but compared to other big tracks in the world, it's not that famous. Uh, so, yeah, it's a thousand kilometers. People chose, choose to hike it in sections or end-to-end. So what I'm doing is what they call the end-to-end, which is, either from north to south or from south to north. So I'm doing it from south to north, from, from Albany at the bottom of Western Australia. Mm, wow. How's, I, I can how's only... your feet feeling? <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> so thousands yeah, kilometres. How many days is that likely to take you, Sophie? Uh, yeah, that's pretty big. So um, I, it's hard to exactly figure out how long it's going to take. I, I'm planning on something like two months, like eight weeks, about eight weeks or nine weeks or seven weeks, but I don't really want to go fast. I really want to take my time and um, take care of me on the track and enjoy it as much as possible. There are some sections, so there's like tons in the way where you can have a rest and have a shower and talk to your family. (laughs) So some people skip that and they just race and they go very fast and I'm not going to be part of those people. I want to have my rest (laughs) as well. I can imagine... Actually, I can't imagine. I can't even get the logistics of this right in my head. I, you must need to carry all your gear with you. So I'm assuming that there's um, longer periods of time where you're out of contact from, I guess, what we'd normally call the real world that maybe isn't as real as what you're actually experiencing. But So you've got to carry your tent, your sleeping bag, you've, your cooking utensils, some food. That's an awful lot of stuff to take with you. How do you prepare for such an adventure? Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so I have a hiking backpack uh, and I thought I would manage to have it between 10 and 15 kilos. That was my hope. And at the moment, I'm about to start with 20 kilo on my back. Wow. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I couldn't manage to make it any lighter so that, that in these 20 kilos you have the absolute minimum in terms of clothes. Mm. And then food, uh, three liters of water per day, about 
four kilos maximum of food. And then obviously all the sleeping gear, which is the tent, um, yeah, mattress, sleeping bag, even a little hiking pillow, <laughs> uh, all to be very comfy in my tent. And, uh, and yeah, all that is necessary for cooking. So a gas cooker, um, everything. And then obviously some toiletries, some safety, like, safety set um whatever is needed so it's really hard to reduce it i know some people manage to be much lighter than me but i find it already pretty light <laughs> so we'll see we like it's heavy to carry but considering what you need for two months it's quite good and at each so yeah the section are between maybe like four days three days four days to the maximum will be a bit above um 10 days so you have to be self-sufficient for this time and as you said you don't contact anyone like i mean most of the track is out of reception anyway mm. so um you have to be self-sufficient and carry all you need you can refill your water at any campsite obviously uh you don't carry the water for 10 days <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so that's quite a lot to prepare and um and i've been sending myself parcels in each village that i'm gonna cross and i've been delivering them myself so i'll be able to refill with tons of beautiful things and I <laughs> made myself some nice treats and gifts. So I'm, I'm quite all set and ready to go actually. <laughs> so how much, how much preparation has gone into something like this? I mean, the walk-in itself is, uh, is fairly epic. A thousand kilometers is uh, a long way in anybody's language, but um, what about the preparation, Sophie? Uh, you mean the preparation physically, like at the training? Yeah, and, and even just putting together your food parcels, your resupply oh, yeah. parcels, uh, you know, researching gear yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, we're all different and I'm absolutely not a, a model because I, I've been reading in a few hiker websites and, and like YouTube um, videos that for a track like this, you need to start prepare at least one year in advance and mm. <laughs> do a little bit every week. And I literally started to prepare uh, just before Christmas. Um, so this is like... Two months ago, three months two ago. Months, yeah, two yeah. months before, like two <laughs> months and a half before. And also because we're going to talk about it after, but because my project has a over um, project inside it, mm. um, my preparation has been mixed um, with these two aspects of the project. And so, yeah, so it's it's been quite of a race. And I actually decided to quit my job earlier than I thought. I quit my job to have a full month where I can focus every day on that at the end mm -hmm. um so yeah so it is all between i bought a lot of gear i already had a lot of things but i researched the best thing i could have the backpack itself the hiking poles I, i've been really really researching the mm -hmm. best things possible and and then um it's about talking with people who have done it before and i have a lot of hiking friends so that's a good thing but yeah talking with them um having advices and then um collecting everything that suits me because we're all different so i had to find my own way through i've been doing quite a lot of overnight hiking before nothing as long but let's say maximum about one week so it's kind of the same thing but you're gonna combine it week after week you're just yes. gonna go do it in a row so which is great is that i already have the experience of it and i know how it feels and all of that but still it's much different because you have to think ahead for two months and even the food is a tricky part because I'm not sure how much I'm gonna eat um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna I have planned too more too much or not enough so you just try and then you adjust during the track and I guess you have to leave some room for 
what is unprepared even when i i really prepared the track itself i read the sections i had a meeting with the um, Bibelman Track Foundation, which is a group of volunteers that are absolutely wonderful. You can prepare a lot. You can read the map. You can learn by heart everything. Um, at some stage, you just really need to make sure your safety is fine. And then mm. you have to go and be able to adapt to any situation because you don't know. <laughs> you don't yeah, know what yeah. you're going to find. So it's about also preparing yourself mentally to walking into something that you never experienced before. So... And then obviously there's physical preparation. So I've been going quite out to the gym and trying to do more training, but I, I wish I would have started that earlier because obviously I'm quite fit now, but you always feel like, oh, if only I was more. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go from that and we'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> wow. So Sophie, will you be totally on your own for the entire process or do you have people joining you at different parts of the process? Uh, no, I've been my own. Um, the, I have a few friends and even people who follow the project here in Perth that are like, oh, I wish I can come for a day or two. So if anyone is like is keen, like obviously everyone is welcome. It's hard to set any um, appointment for a mm. hike because I don't know how, how far and how fast I go. But because I've been in touch at every turn, it, we can figure things out. So I might have a few visits, I hope so. And probably at the end of the work uh, with the association Headspace, I'm, I'm raising funds for, we want to make something happen, like having the last kilometers with other people and mm. and do something happen. But we will see, like I'm not there yet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be working by myself, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Look, I'm, I'm standing right here in suburbia in Queensland <laughs> feeling very safe and I'm terrified <laughs> for you. I, I, I just think not only is that a physical challenge, not only mm. is it challenging because you have no idea what potentially could happen or you, you find along yeah. the way. We have snakes. Hello. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but also that's a real mental challenge for me. I'm constantly stimulated. I'm constantly communicating or sharing or being in touch with people. The idea of being completely out of touch for a whole week at a time with nothing but me and my thoughts actually terrifies me. <laughs> Do you that prepare for that? Is that something that you also work towards yeah. being, I guess, strong enough? Would that be the right way to term it, to be able to get through those long periods of complete silence? That is so interesting. I really like that. Um, okay, I will try to answer the best as possible. I think at the moment, um, okay, to be honest, I do have insomnia. It's been a few days that mm-hmm. I wake up in the night when I was really easy before um, and my worries are all about my physical strength like mm. I'm just worried that I won't be able to finish because I'm gonna I don't know twist an ankle badly or have a blister that get infected and put me out of track or mm. or you know I, I had surgery on my knee so I don't know how my knee is gonna hold like I'm all worried about this but about the mental challenge itself I'm so excited. I can't wait to struggle. I can't wait to be in front of myself. I can't wait to want to give up, to be like, why the hell am I doing this? Because, mm. um, you know, yeah, there's a few things to consider. You're going to struggle mentally because of the silence, but also because of the actual stimulation, because it's it's on and off. Like when you hike and you have pain in your body as well that mm. evolves day after day. Some days you're gonna wake up, you're fine. The next day your legs hurt so much and then you just wake up in a bad mood and then through the day you see something wonderful and you're such in a good mood or you meet someone on the track that changed your day. And I've been through that in shorter hikes and honestly, my shittiest day 
out the best memories because mm. something happened constantly that changed it all. So this, I'm actually excited. I can't wait to see what's going to happen on this longer hike. Um, and about the silence and all of this, uh, I always be. I've always been very fine with it. Um, I actually love to not hike with music or anything because um, it's a moment for me when I managed to meditate. Like I didn't even know you would call that meditation in the past. I got to know that recently, but I managed to connect with the birds, the trees, the nature around mm. me. And mm. it's absolutely a beautiful feeling. But I heard um, many people who did some longer hike told me you should download podcast, you should have ebook, uh, like audiobook and stuff because mm. at some stage uh, it's very hard because mm. you start. A friend of me said you start cleaning your room because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna create the stimulation in your head yourself and you're gonna go through everything. And I'm like, okay, I haven't experienced that because I guess I was hiking on shorter hikes and so i did follow her advice and i will see what happened i i did took some audiobook and podcast and would see um if i need them to actually not face too much of this or sure. maybe i need to face all of that and yeah. we'll see what happened uh, but i think there's also a lot of stimulation because you actually start to wonder am i on the right track um you there's a noise there's a storm coming there's mm. a hiker coming um, I don't know. I really, I don't know, but I'm not worried. I'm actually very curious about it. I'm much more worried of injuring myself, but I'm not worried about the mental challenge. I'm very curious about it because I know I'm not going to quit for that. Uh, whatever happened, I know that if I quit, it will be for a danger or something mm. about my health uh, physically. But um yeah, I don't know. I've been through enough shit, so I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, so it's something that, uh, you know, this is probably a good point to, to ask you about that. Where does the uh, idea to walk a thousand kilometers solo come from? Why are you doing this? Oh, that's really, maybe my answer going to disappoint you because it's very simple. Each time I do an overnight hike, ever it's two days, three days, four days, five days, maybe the maximum I did was seven days. The last day, at the moment when I turn off on my phone, I'm just like, I want to cry. I'm just nostalgic. I'm just like, it was too short. I don't want it to be finished already. So, and it happened, like I started to hike three years ago, not that long ago. And it happened each time. So, so yeah, so I was always thinking I need longer. And then I worked in a hostel, in a beautiful hostel in New Zealand, which is at the end of the Tiararoa. It's a track that comes from the north to the south of New Zealand. So it's much bigger than the Bibelman. It's 3,000 kilometers and in conditions that are much harder than Australia. Mm. And I met many, many hikers in this hostel that were having a rest at the end of their big journey. So I heard so many stories. I was just looking at them and I was just like, these people are so amazing. And and then so many of them were like, oh, you can do it too. You can do it too. And I was like, oh, me, no, never. <laughs> no, I can't. And then, I don't know, I think... I just woke up one day being like, okay, maybe the Tiararoa is a big challenge, but there's the Bibelman track and I actually love the, um, I love Australian um, plants and trees and it seems to be so beautiful on that track. So I was like, I give it a go. I cannot know if I'm able to do it if mm. I don't start it. So mm. I just have to start and we'll see. That's right. So yeah, that's it. That's really simple. Mm. And so you mentioned Headspace uh, before, like there's, there's, I guess, a bigger reason behind your walk. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that, Sophie? 
Yeah, I'll be very honest. The first idea was the work itself. Um, I woke up one morning and I decided to commit. I had this idea for uh, like more than a year in my head, but one morning I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, so that was just before Christmas. And um, I guess mental health uh, and involving myself, myself in all these topics is something I want to do for a long time. Uh, and I guess one morning in January, I just realized I was ready. Um, I don't really know why these days especially but i just woke up and i was like actually this is the time other people do these things and i always find it wonderful i decided to do this Bieberman track maybe it's through that that i can start my job like start my mission i don't know if i can mm. say it mm. this way but mm -hmm. i i I do want to do that for a long time. And actually hiking has been something so positive for me if we talk about mental health. So, and not only for me, I know it's quite a lot of people in the same situation. So, so let's try. And I had no clue because I'm not from Australia. So I have no idea what is happening here with mental health. I, I don't know. So I started to just Google like, mental health association and, and read website. And I've been reading quite intensively because before even contacting anyone and the few association I contacted, they all, they all were amazed by the project and wanted to be with me. And I just had a wonderful contact with Headspace. It's a beautiful Australian association that wants to help um, uh, young people between 12 and 25 years old, roughly. And um, it's about helping them in any kind of situation with their own mental health, uh, any kind of situation really from studying to family to deep trouble to whatever it can be. Um, they managed to have a team and contact other services and put together uh, everyone together on the same board to answer each situation individually and, ha and just provide some support. It's all free mm. like people can just come even parents as well parents can just come or young people for free have an appointment start to talk about their situation and start to see some light and just everything is done with so much compassion and out of hospital environment it's uh it's i was just absolutely amazed um when I discovered the association and I met them and now I work with, like I work with them kind of, you know, on the project. Mm. Uh, I had an appointment yesterday again with uh, Headspace Fremental and um, this is something um, I never knew exist. Uh, I never seen something like that in France when I was younger personally and um, I find it wonderful. So if I can just like help a little bit this kind of initiative, like, oh, Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's about headspace. Yeah. So, have you had uh, personal experience with you know mental health issues over the years, or uh, you know seen other yeah. people go through that? Yes, of course. Um, so personally, uh, it's yeah, I had quite a lot of um, challenges to face uh, with mental health since a very young age, and until not. Like, I mean, I don't really know when it started, when it finished, but uh, yeah, I can definitely say that I've been myself a uh, young um, mental health patient, even if I don't really like this term, but um, yeah, uh, I won't go into all the details because I'm not sure it's what we need to hear, but I definitely know what we talk about here. And, and I, what I noticed through all these years when I was, a teenager or even kid is that I never talked about it I could never 
really have any kind of conversation about it. There was a lot of of shame and um, and fear around it. Uh, it was very taboo, uh, not only in my family in in society, like even in, I remember in high school, uh, some of my trouble can be seen on my face to, to just say it. And I remember being very afraid of people looking at me and wondering if everyone knew and mm. and what people would say in my back. And and you feel so alone. And then pff, years later, you start to read numbers and you're like, wait, on that day, probably around me there was at least 10 other young people in the same situation of a me or similar situation and we were all having the same fears and not talking to each other and and this fear of judgment i mean i talk in my french point of view so i was in france um and it's it's extremely hard in france the judgment and the way people look at you and and i evolved with that and the way i went out of my own troubles has been through um, I've been hospitalized and after that I decided to show everyone I was okay because you have so much guilt you know you make all your family and friends suffer it's very very hard and I just wanted to show I was okay so I don't regret that because I managed to just I, I moved to another city and I rebuilt myself and that required giving up on things that were profoundly me like writing reading literature like I just rebuilt myself and did other things and i'm glad i did because it took me out and i could see that people hadn't any idea what i was going through and they were mm. considering me as a normal person so that was my mm. whole goal to be a normal person <laughs> and that's fine that's fine for a while that's fine but i guess at some stage it doesn't work <laughs> at some stage you're just like oh that's yeah, it and doesn't work. So it's such a, a challenging um, way of describing. You know, we talk about people who are normal and people yeah. who are sick or unwell or mentally this ill is, or whatever. And there's yeah. there's that sort of you're either this or you're that. Mm. Whereas the exactly. reality is, it's normal to be exactly unwell. Exactly. So. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it's exactly that. And I realized it and being like. Because for me, I never been sick, you know, it's some doctors who told me that. And I was always struggling with this idea, like, why am I sick? Like, I'm not sick. And yeah. and I was telling doctors, I'm not sick. Um, so, you know, this idea that you say is that I think it's a big, big thing in the way we communicate. Because not only we don't communicate, but when we communicate, we communicate in the wrong way and mm. we use the wrong words and, mm. and we lack of compassion and understanding just because we are afraid, not because we are bad people, but because if you put this limit, like, I'm normal or I'm sick. If you talk and being the normal person, you feel like you're safe and nothing gonna happen to you. Yes. The reality from what I've seen is that it can happen to absolutely any kind of person and it probably happened to all of us in a way or another through our lifetime. Yeah. And and we use wrong expression and I but I've been trapped into that and it's fine because it made me start to take care of me and then i went back to myself in a different way and i started to be extremely happy and back to myself through my travels mainly and through hiking a lot and the second part of my story that is actually for me right now is actually much more uh, an important part is that i met someone that i really loved with all my heart and um is just uh, the most amazing human beings funny like beautiful and i knew he was struggling a lot you know i knew it he had a lot of issues and problems and um and he passed away uh, 18 months ago and i guess for me um i knew i wanted to 
help about mental health for a long time. But when this happened, well, first, first I was quite paralyzed and under shock, but quite, quite soon after I was like, there's no time. There's no time anymore. I lost too much time. I, it took me that, like, it, like for me, the price that I paid is just, um, I'm still working a lot on all of this mm. and the guilt and all of that, but it's so important. I'm just horrified. I'm just horrified of how much I've been waiting <laughs> when I knew what I had to say and when I knew what I had to do and, and no, I have no time. And also I kind of, I guess the feeling that you have nothing to lose um, anymore because you lost one of the most precious person, person in your life makes you drop so many useless stuff. So it's a good thing that it happened for me because I'm, I don't care anymore. You know, uh, he actually used to say, I cannot please everyone. <laughs> and I've been really, really helped by this saying of his because mm. uh, it's true. And I, at least I cannot please everyone, but the people I can help, I'm going to help them for real. And I'm going to put myself into that. So I guess, you know, this idea has been here on and off and with this, project of the walk of wonder i'm just starting something that's gonna probably be much longer than that that is just raising kindness um more than even conversation because it's not all about talking it's just so the way we talk as you said and having kindness and compassion toward this other and and just being human beings and not and yeah just just not judgmental and all of that so i don't know if it answered your question really mm. <laughs> not sure yeah yeah I'm I'm blown away. Actually, I'm quite speechless. I, I um, you've said so much in a very small period of time, and you've touched on so many really important issues and things mm. that we don't talk about enough. One of the things I'd like to take back. First of all, I'd like to say what an amazing positive thing that you're doing. This is the conversation that we're having is such a positive conversation. It could be really different to the way we're talking about things today. Yeah. Um, the yeah. way that you have been able to find some comfort in doing this this positive thing for yourself but also for everybody else around you is just quite inspirational it's quite amazing and then i want to come back to the language that we use because you've both touched on it such an Mm. important point when we're struggling we're struck you know life's tough sometimes we don't need to feel added shame or burden of other people's opinions or we don't need to be worried about what other people are thinking about us and it does come back to being something as simple as compassionate and showing kindness and that's something that we can all do in our day-to-day lives and sometimes it takes somebody like yourself standing up and having a conversation like you are today and doing your what you're doing and working on your project to I guess shine a spotlight on something that's missing from everyday life Mm. it's So quickly we forget just to be kind. You see it in the playground from when kids are really little all the way through to adults. Adults are the worst. Mm. But we've forgotten how to be kind. Um, is there a, a way that you show kindness in your everyday that you think other people could do the same? Yeah, I, it's funny that you're asking me that because I, I'm i not going to say whole because um, that would involve other people. But I realized a few days ago, I think I had a, I don't know if it's the right answer, but for me, it's an answer that came in my mind a few days ago. And I think um, we forget to be kind because we are afraid, not because Mm. we are bad people. It's all about fear. And uh, I also do meditation and yoga. It hasn't been a long time. Uh, It's been only a few months. Mm -hmm. And 
there's a lot in meditation and yoga about gratitude, about dropping the fear, about letting go, about acceptance. And I'm discovering this concept. I'm pretty new to that. I'm not lying. Um, uh, the reason why I lost, why I dropped my fears personally, and I guess I became kinder, it's because I, I had nothing to fear anymore because I was such in a trauma space that I, that I was like, whatever, like, I just don't want to see, to, happen, to see that to happen all around. And I'm just, so you have to be very careful and not dragging yourself down to other people's stories and mm. all of that. But yeah, it doesn't mean you have to carry the pain of everyone on your shoulders. Mm. But simply, um, I think, don't be afraid. Someone struggling is not a monster. Someone sad, someone unhappy is also someone very happy and very joyful at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if you are here to listen to a conversation one day, it's good, but it can also, um, showing support is not all about listening long stories. It's also about laughing together. If you know that someone is struggling and you're still like, able to joke with this person, then you're doing a wonderful job. We all have different ways to interact and it's also about respecting ourselves. We cannot push ourselves to do stuff we're not able, like with our own stories, it's hard for us to do, like it can happen. But it's just about being present, being aware, putting the first the person in front of you first and wondering what's in their life, being curious, being just open and and just I guess the way to to be kinder um, is to remember that one day uh we'll be very happy to have this person in front of us and i guess why i'm doing that with so much positiveness and smiles and stuff is because the way i manage to feel better is because of all the smiling people around me and they gave me these smiles and i'm just giving it back i'm not inventing anything i'm not it's just a constant um trade of smiles and <laughs> that's actually a nice uh, word i'm gonna say that next time <laughs> uh, uh, yeah we're just creating it all of us so the more people do that the more it will keep happening and it's all about dropping the fears it's all because we are afraid of the mirror that the other person like what raised in ourselves and it's okay look at yourself in the mirror and look at other people around you openly and you'll see that the ugliest thing are also the most beautiful things. Mm -hmm. But you have to start looking. You have to start looking. The more you choose to not look, the less you're going to be kind. I don't know if it makes sense. It's hard mm -hmm. to talk about this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, well, well uh, Nicole and I have both had uh, our own personal experiences with you know, our own uh, state of mental health and people close to us. Uh, you know, struggling and, and working through things to various degrees. Uh, so, you know, it's certainly what you're saying makes a heck of a lot of sense. And we do mm. talk about it a, a bit on the podcast. So it's fantastic yeah. to, to be chatting with you um, somewhat randomly, but uh, I don't believe in, in uh, coincidences uh, all that much. So, um, you know, from a, a chance uh, comment on, on your post in a Facebook group of hikers, to uh, chatting with you today as someone who's had some, sounds like some pretty um, deep experiences with, you know, mental health and loss and, and those sorts of things. 
to be going out and doing something about it. And I think that's that's what I was was so impressed with. Um, and I don't know how old you are, but you don't look that that old. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 29. Okay, okay. So uh, you know, to be tackling something like this, I mean, as a woman, and to be doing it on your own, uh, there's the potential for a whole lot of fear. And I really like that, that you uh, talk about dropping fear as a way to actually be kind because I think, you know, acting out of fear causes us to be aggressive and, um, you know, selfish and those sorts of things. Uh, And it's not a way to live a life with those around us. So I think it's a fantastic message. Yeah, I guess... Uh, fears are also here to protect us. Uh, if you're afraid of a snake, it's a good thing. If you're sure. afraid of the fire, it's a good thing. Yep. But um, we just have too many. So maybe it's mm. a moment to look at them and be like, maybe this is not um, appropriate. Mm. And it actually turned the person in front of me into something. She's yeah. not. He's not. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you are supporting Headspace and raising money for Headspace. We should definitely give a shout out to, you know, if, if our listeners are sort of, uh, you know, hearing your story and going, I'd love to support or get involved, um, what's the best way for them to do that, Sophie? Yeah, um, so the way to follow this project um, and to donate to Headspace, there's two different resources. The first one is the website. I don't know if you know about this website. It's a wonderful website called Give Everyday Hero. Uh, it's a fundraising platform, really, and you can create your own page for any project you start. Mm-hmm. So I have my page. So if you go to Give Everyday Hero and you research Walk of wonders with s at the end of wonders uh, you'll find the project uh, and um, in there you just have all the updates as well of all that's happening and you can easily donate i don't deal with it at all it's great because the money goes straight to headspace they yeah, have an yeah. account on there so i don't have to deal with it i only see the numbers when there's some donation which is exciting <laughs> <laughs> and the second resource is my facebook page um on the Facebook page, I just post all that happened. I might just post this podcast and all the beautiful things that are happening around the project. And my Facebook, Facebook sorry, page is, uh, the name is a bit funny, but it's called uh, Like Fucking Whoa. Uh, <laughs> whoa, uh, like this, this, actually this name is uh, from a book that I wrote about uh, my story with this beautiful man that passed away and that page was created about mental health a few months ago I just wanted to have a page where I can post stuff because it was uncomfortable to do it on the normal mm. Facebook mm. and from that I just decided to put the walk of wonders in there and walk of wonder is whoa yep. uh, and yep. yeah yeah Awesome, and we'll we'll put the links yeah. in the show notes uh, to yeah, both of those true. websites and to your Facebook page. Uh, okay. And there's everything on there from you dehydrating eggplants yeah. to uh, <laughs> to talking about mental health and uh, preparing for a hike. So yeah. uh, and even uh, berating your French accent. So uh. <laughs> yeah. and maybe there's a last thing um, about um, this project. I, I I know you guys are very far away, and it's such a pity because I would have loved to have you, but uh, we just organized organized a launch event um, on the 12th of March. If any of the people listening uh, live around Perth, uh, that's an open event, that's a free event. Like you just come along and we, it's 
not going to be very long is on the 12th of March at 5.30 p.m. at Headspace Fremantle. And we're just going to have a little chat. And actually, it's the chance to see what Headspace does. And they're going to explain about them. That's yeah. fantastic, Sophie. I've got one question before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever met a snake, Sophie? Are you familiar with the snakes we have in Australia? <laughs> Speaking of fears. Yeah. <laughs> if I haven't heard of them. You said? Have, have you, you met one before? Oh, if I met... Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, actually, I I went on an overnight hike in Northern Territory called the Jad Bullet Trail in August, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. And with my friend, she was extremely scared of snakes. <laughs> I was fine. Um, and we, we had a few moments we were unsure, but there's one moment we were absolutely sure. We haven't seen him, but he was in the like in the tall grass yes. and we it's different the way they move than over any other animal so it was pretty scary but we were fine and then uh recently i think in november on a track in around perth i saw um i think it was a python so i could say straight away that's not a brown brown mm. snake or a tiger snake so we're fine and for some reason the fact it was in the middle of the track mm-hmm. mm. i was <laughs> not a friend i started to put my camera out and my friend was like hey um just because i i don't know i think if it would have been a brown snake or a tiger snake i wouldn't have acted like this but it was beautiful they are so beautiful creatures no i'm i'm i have a snake bandage i did learn how to use a snake bandage i have a plb which is a safety Mm. device uh, where you can call um emergency even when you don't have reception on your phone um I'm aware that it's a risk. Uh, I, it's also why I took the hiking poles. Apparently, the vibration can help making them run away. Oh, and wow. I just be careful. I just be yeah. careful. <laughs> it's, um, it's not the snakes I, you need to worry about. It's the drop bears. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody told you about drop bears? <laughs> no, not in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. Uh, no, I was more afraid of the white pig on my last hike. Than of the snakes, so yeah, the wild pigs. For yeah, some reason, there's, I don't yeah, know. That's, that's a probably fair point. more wild pigs in Australia yeah. than there is native wildlife, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, so anyway. I just meet them and we'll see how we go, and I mm. just talk with them, mm. and they'll be my friends. <laughs> Great. Yeah, just be kind to them; you'll be fine. <laughs> well, it's very admirable what you're doing, Sophie, and we'll uh, oh, we'll you. keep a track of your journey. When do you actually set off? When do you take your first steps? The 17th of March in the morning, it's a Sunday. It's Sunday, 17th of March in the morning. So. Great nice. time of year. You've planned that well. well. Yeah, from Albany. And, um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be posting and giving news all along the track. And hopefully I reach the end. <laughs> well, as, as we say, we'll put all the links uh, to your Facebook page and to your Thank fundraising you. page in the show notes. Um, we'll be posting about this in the group. So mm-hmm. uh, for our listeners, if you're not in the Tradies in Business group, on Facebook, make sure you join that as well, and uh, you, you so will uh, we'll keep some updates going in there over uh, over the couple of months that you're walking, and we'll all be thankful for our lack of blisters <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and heavy twenty kilo packs. So uh, yeah, um, fantastic stuff, Sophie. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank Great you, to talk Thank to you. Thank you for having me. That was such a pleasure. Thank you very much. Guys. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. All Thanks. the best. Thanks. All right. Thank you. So there you go, 1,000 Ks, lots of snakes, um, heavy pack. <laughs> Sounds like your kind of holiday, doesn't it, Coxie? Oh, yeah. It's got me written all over it. <laughs> now, if, like me, you were you were left wondering about 
um, you know, the circumstances of, of Sophie's uh, experience with her friend that she talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's uncertain as to uh, how she lost that person and, and what the circumstances were. So um, we did talk to her about that sort of off air. Um, but uh, basically, you know, it was a tragedy and it's obviously uh, inspired her to, to do something about it. And isn't that fantastic to take a tragedy and turn it into, maybe not turn it into, but use that to motivate a positive. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I, I just loved her thing about fear, you know. <sighs> If we drop our fears, it's easy to be kind. Even the ones of snakes? Yeah, I don't see you dropping your fear of snakes anytime <laughs> I have tried really hard, but we're just not good friends. So, uh, yeah, make sure you go and follow Sophie's page. Um, and it literally is like FKN Wow is the name of her Facebook page. <laughs> Uh, I think you can only get away with that when you have a thick French accent. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to say it. But, um, but yeah, make sure you follow her page. Uh, if you're not in the Tradies in Business group on Facebook, go and join that. We'll be posting updates in there. We'll try and uh, share some of her posts across there as much as we can throughout her walk. And, of course, um, go and find the uh, donate page. Again, the links are in the show notes um, and we'll post it in the, in the group as well. And if you can, um, donate some funds to Headspace uh, under Sophie's Walk of Wonders campaign. And, uh, yeah, just be kind. Please be kind. Be kind to yourself and come and check out the trade desk. <laughs> hey, how good was that? <laughs> I'm getting better at things. Oh, dear, oh dear. <laughs> so um, we've been recording premium content with some of our guests already. So mm-hmm. some of our podcast guests are going into a little deep dive uh, tips and tricks at the end of the public episodes. Mm-hmm. And we'll be putting those into the trade desk area um, in the back end of the Traders in Business website. And the way to get access to that is simply to go to the website, um, check out the trade desk. It's easy to find all the buttons and the information there. And for a carton of beer a month, you can actually get access to some super special offers. Uh, you'll get your first month's $49 back in about seven seconds yes. in the in the uh, trade desk based on some of the value that our, our partners are offering to you as a trade desk member. So do make sure you go and check that out. Money back guarantee. You get plenty more of me and Coxie. There's video trainings and closed Facebook groups and live Q&As with guests and us and all sorts of cool value. So. And no snakes. And no snakes. <laughs> you give me a theme and I'm going to run with it. Anyway, enough about snakes. Uh, <laughs> have a fantastic day doing whatever you're doing, tradies in business, and we'll speak to you in our next episode. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.